What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the Graveyard for another Graveyard Review, and this time it's Until Dawn. Now, Until Dawn is a game I have mentioned several times on this podcast, and I thought, you know what? I might as well go ahead and get the review out there. So let me just start off by saying, wow. Having completed Until Dawn a couple years ago, wow is the first word I can think of. It's the first word that pops into mind when I think of playing this. And not only wow in the sense of, wow, what a great game, and somewhat, and very much, a hidden gem, an overlooked game, all the different terminologies I've used, but also, wow, why did I wait so long to play this? Honestly, I waited about three years before I actually played the game. To anyone like me that was wondering how this game played, the best way I can sum it up is this game reminded me of the little bit I played of The Walking Dead by Telltale Games and Heavy Rain, with larger areas to wander in, like that of the original Resident Evil game. Here's the thing. I didn't like Walking Dead or Heavy Rain's gameplay. To me, they were boring. So when those were the games I thought of before playing Until Dawn, I was very hesitant. But I actually got this game as a gift a couple years ago, and I started trying it out. And I have to say, this is one of the most unique but best games I've played this generation. Now, before I get too deep into the review, let me start off by saying I'm not going to spoil any of the major unchangeable plot points. Understand this game is about choice, and those choices leads to different outcomes, aka what the game calls the butterfly effect. This game is built around the choices you make that can kill or lead to the death of any character. I had characters die not meaning to kill them. Chances are, you will too. I will try my best not to give away anything so that during your playthrough, I won't have affected your choices. With that, I will probably mention a few deaths, deaths, excuse me, but I will stay away from the details also as to how those deaths happen. That way, it kind of takes you by surprise if you do end up stumbling along that way. So with that being said, let's get started on the review. So guys, you know I'm not really a big graphics person, but I gotta say, this is a really good looking game. Now the artwork, the design of this game is absolutely beautiful. There's a lot of areas in this game that remind me of the lonely and creepy areas of Resident Evil 3. And some are just really beautiful, like snow-capped mountains, this big lodge that the characters will find themselves in. Then you got like this spooky cave system you'll go into, an old-fashioned insane asylum. Like all kind of crazy stuff that between the details and the design of it just look really good. Also, with that being said, the characters are all spot on. I sat there and noticed a few actors and actresses, and I was like, man, I think that's this person. Did a little research on IMBD, and sure enough, it was that actor and actress. And then just looking at the other ones from this game, you're like, wow, I mean, they look just like the real-life actor and actress. So character models are fantastic in this game. This honestly is a great-looking game. Now, I'm sure it's not going to be, like, mind-blowing to a lot of graphic diehards out there, especially considering this game released about six years ago at this point. But more or not, it all worked. I really was taken in by it. I think graphically, it's really, really well done. So what is the gameplay like in Until Dawn, you might be asking? Is it just a walking simulator? Well, let me just say the gameplay in this game, honestly, is a lot like the Telltale games. There's a lot of walking around. There's some quick time events. But also, like Heavy Rain, you have a lot of control over smaller details of movement. Like, for example, picking things up rotating around, looking at them, which also reminds me a lot of L.A. Noir in a way is that you're going to do a fair amount of investigating and looking for clues in this game. 
the areas at the same time. They're also, like I said, they're going to be big, but they're also going to have this isolated feel of the original Resident Evil games. So all of that combines into where you're constantly looking, searching, wondering what's around the next corner. Now, getting back to the quick time events, they are in this game a lot, but for the most part, when you're doing them, you're in an intense situation. So they really feel like a good gameplay choice as opposed to performing these moves manually. Now, here's a tip. In almost any situation you have to choose between climbing and jumping, just jump. They are both quick time events, both pretty much the same amount of interaction to them. The only difference is you're going to get less time to complete them when you're climbing than when you're jumping. Every aspect of the gameplay is crafted around making you sure, making sure you feel like you are playing the game, but also it makes you feel like you're really watching a horror movie. The only issue I ever had playing was sometimes the camera angle would switch out which would have me walking in different directions than I wanted. And I should also pointing out that the first few chapters are just setting everything up, so expect a lot of walking. And occasionally that walking can feel just a little bit rigid. So guys, I can tell you the story is what this game is all about. What you're going to be doing is you're going to be making a lot of choices, you're going to be trying to save eight young adults from certain doom. And here's the cool thing, all of them can live, all of them can die. In fact, I even went back to the last few chapters and actually made sure they all died to get a trophy. I'm not crazy or anything. But the cool thing about this game is it actually starts off as kind of a slasher film, if you will. Like, it's, it's very tied into horror movies, and you're playing an interactive, choose-your-own-adventure-style horror movie, if you will. So, the first part of the game is actually like a slasher film. And you've got a killer or killers that are stalking the different campers, including that one clown face that you've probably seen a ton of times uh, associated with this game and it actually came pretty popular with the Sony brand for a while. About halfway through the game it's going to turn into a completely different genre and the cool thing is one if you're a fan of horror films in general you'll probably like the fact that you get two different styles in this game. Two if maybe you're just not a huge fan of horror but you're kind of enjoying what's going on here the writing is so well done that it's not going to bother you. You're going to enjoy it. You're actually going to want to continue to play to see, okay, well, what happens next? How do these two things tie into each other? I absolutely loved what they did here with this. One of the strongest ways that this works is the characters themselves. So you've got the typical tropes of like the jock and the, you know, the ditzy girl, and then you've got the, you know, the good girl that does everything right and the nerdy guy. They all work so well here because the game doesn't take itself too seriously that it's not fun, but at the same time, it takes itself just serious enough that it doesn't feel like all camp either. I mean, honestly, the story is so well done that when you have a certain character's death, it actually makes sense in the game. And say you were to replay the game and have that character survive, or you make a different choice, that other way is still going to make sense. I absolutely love that about the game. Honestly, when I played through, I only saved four of the eight people, and like I said, I did go back to replay the last few chapters just to earn that trophy for having them all die. But I want to go back, replay the game, and just see if I can find those right steps and those choices to make sure they all survive. And the cool thing is, at one point, like I said, when I went back, one of the persons had died in a different way. So I had actually replayed the last few chapters and kept them alive past that point to get them to die in this other area. And guess what? It still made sense. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, all the different choices you have, this choose-your-own-adventure style, they all make sense. None of them contradict each other or nothing. I thought that was great. The cool thing about this game as well is during the credits, 
all the survivors that you have surviving at the end are going to talk. And the really cool thing about this is, is they have certain messages for them. Now, one character, if you do a certain thing, they've got a really like cool, and it's a reward or a special unlock that they'll do. You complete a different task with another character, something different will happen with that character as well. What makes this all work is this awesome feature called the butterfly effect that they put into this game. This game keeps tracks of everything from all your actions, big or small, your interactions with the different characters. All of that is compiled to really affect your choices and what those mean later on down the road. This isn't one of those games that say, oh yes, all your choices you know, are being calculated and it'll have big effects and you don't really see massive ones. This game, it does. You make the wrong choice, you're going to know about it. At the same time, maybe you shoot an animal and guess what? That might stop you from going into that area where there's a hidden collectible. Maybe you say something or you do something or in the case of one person or one situation, you may not try to save one person only for that person to later on let you die. Like it's really cool how this stuff works. I definitely enjoyed it. Now here's the cool thing about it. it all of this adds into it to, to make you feel like, hey, there's a ton of replayability. I don't know how many times it would take you to replay this game to get a platinum. I don't know how many times it would take you to see all the different outcomes. But it adds to this game. This game is about eight hours long. Honestly, it's got more replay than a lot of other eight-hour games do just because of the choose-your-own-adventure aspect, the different choices. I really dug what they did here. And it's got a super intense moment at one point where you have a choice of do you shoot this person or let them live? And it's such an intense moment because you're trying to choose the right thing. Either way, it could have drastic effects. Man, I won't tell you what I did, but I'll tell you that immediately after I found a notebook that made me go, oh man, did I just make a huge mistake? Now, as far as trophies go in this game, there's a lot. I mean, there's actually a pretty cool mix here because you're not going to play through it all at one time. There are some collectibles to get, so be on the lookout for those. And I think even those you have to play a couple times to get access to all of them. But I actually like it. Now, I do will tell you this right now. I highly, highly recommend not even looking at the trophy list until you've played through the game at least once. I mean, it would just take away the fun of this game. But it really is tied to how many different... Uh, choices you make and the opposite ones things like that so you're not going to get all the trophies in one playthrough unless you just totally want to ruin it for yourself you might have it that way but I actually enjoyed the trophy system in this game as well so guys I can't tell you enough how great of a game this is I think a lot more people need to play it if you haven't played it you need to play it if you haven't played Man of Medan you need to get on Man of Medan and honestly Supermassives have a new game called Little Hope coming out at the end of this week actually the day before Halloween I'm going to recommend playing that without even playing it yet. Honestly, this is just a great game. The only hindrance I have is those first few levels are really kind of leaning into that walking simulator as you're kind of getting to know the characters and getting to know the world and the way everything works. It's not that they're bad, it's just a little sluggish. So at the end of the day, guys, I have to still give this game a 9.5. And I know that is such a high number, but when the story is this good, the characters... And the choices. Man, getting to play through this game and enjoying those choices, ah, oh, I love it. I've wanted to play this game so many times. Hopefully I will at some point. But honestly, guys, you owe it to yourself if you enjoy a good story. I mean, this is not a game that you're going to be action-packed, moving nonstop. If you enjoy a game where you're playing through a story, this is a game you got to try. As always, guys, I love to hear your feedback. Email me at thegraveyardgamer@gmail.com. You can always find me on the Instagram at thegraveyardgame.com. 
or you can find me on Twitter at the Graveyard G. Till next time, I'll be creeping around the graveyard.